Over the weekend, Tyler Bishop, Bishop Joseph Strickland, was removed from his diocese directly by Pope Francis after having been asked to please retire. And Bishop Strickland said, I cannot retire. I cannot move away from my flock. And so Pope Francis brought down the hammer and removed him canonically. So he's still a bishop, according to Catholic theology, but he is no longer the bishop of a diocese. And this is some interesting development. Bishop Strickland has appeared today in Baltimore at the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops Conference that's held in Baltimore. And he was seen praying the rosary outside. Now, because he's no longer a bishop of a diocese, he can no longer vote in the assembly, but he is still a bishop, and he, I believe he can still participate. It would be really interesting if Bishop Strickland—here's what, here's what I think would be kind of cool. Bishop Strickland goes into the—I the, to, think it's a Marriott hotel. There's hundreds of Catholic bishops there from all over the country, and he's like, what's going on? How's your prayer life? Good to see you. You want to pray rosary later tonight? No? Okay. How's your vocations going? Want to get together for some pancakes tomorrow? Talk about ministry, Episcopacy? I think it'd be awesome if he just rolled in and acted like nothing's wrong. Just came in, sort of, what's up? Because certainly Bishop Strickland will be the talk of the town in Baltimore. This is what all the... All the bishops are coming together, and there's quite a few people, including myself, that speculated the timing of the sacking of Bishop Strickland within a week of the Conference of Catholic Bishops in the United States of America sends a very strong sign to the American bishops, which is, do not question Papa Francis. If you agree with me that this is the plan, Go ahead and like the video. Share it while you're at it. Share it on Twitter, Facebook. By canning Bishop Strickland less than a week before, or about a week before the United States Conference of Bishops sends a very strong message to the American bishops. And that message is, if you get a little too loud when it comes to a certain agenda, if you question the synod on synodality, you will be axed. As you know, some Catholic bishops, not all, but some, are, how shall we say, not forthcoming with bold statements. There, I was very measured and careful in how I said that. Some bishops in America are not forthcoming, bold, apostolic when it comes to the church's teaching on sexual morality, the church's teaching on marriage and matrimony. Bishop Strickland has always been very clear. He also, per capita, I think has one of the highest seminarian rates for ordination. That's impressive. That's good. There are some of these, like Brooklyn, some of these places are going bankrupt. They don't have any vocations. There are openly ordaining homosexual men. They are openly baptizing babies who are both parent, both, I won't say parents because you have to have a man and a woman, 
But but there's places like Miami with Archbishop Wenske in which the priests are told if Adam and Eve and Jill or Jill and Jane, who are in a legal, unnatural partnership, bring a baby to be baptized, you must baptize the baby, even though canon law says that the child, there must be good reason to believe the child will be brought up in the Catholic faith. All these things are out there. And if you challenge them, you will be axed. If you rape nuns, if you molest, if you embezzle money, the message in America is that you will be promoted, like Archbishop Cardinal McCarrick, who went to the very highest rank in the American Catholic Church, did everything immoral, was not known for standing for the truth, for the gospel, for the unique salvific power of Jesus Christ, the name above all names, the name by which, the only name by which man might be saved, as we read in the book of Acts, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Those who do not teach that and who teach this sort of vanilla, beige version of Catholicism, or maybe it's lavender version of Catholicism, that everybody goes to heaven, all religions are equal, there are lesser lights and other religions that are salvific that aren't the light of Jesus Christ. This is all nonsense. These men are promoted. Monsignor, rector of seminary, bishop, archbishop, cardinal. And a big shame on Cardinal DiNardo in Houston, our own cardinal in Texas. I'm personally very disappointed in his behavior and all of this. So I think Bishop, do you agree with me? I think Bishop Strickland should just roll into the Marriott with his name tag on. Bishop Strickland and then another Bishop of blank space, right? Hey, Bishop, how's it going? Cardinal, how you doing? How's your week been? How's your prayer life? Want to grab lunch? Because they are going to hold their noses and they're going to run away from Bishop Strickland, even though Francis says the bishop should smell like the sheep. Strickland is a man of the sheep out in Tyler, Texas. Just go out. I was in Tyler last weekend. Just go to Tyler. The Catholics in Tyler love Bishop Strickland. I'm going to do a couple comments and questions. Before I do, tonight I'm hosting a webinar on Catholic End Times based on my book, Antichrist and Apocalypse. If you want to join that webinar tonight, there is still a little bit room. There's a link right below this YouTube video. You can only find it on YouTube currently. Right below this YouTube video, there's a link. Click on that. There are a few seats available. It's totally free. It's a free webinar. It's kind of like YouTube, but we go deeper, and there's more interaction, hopefully a, a smaller, more intimate group. So if you want to join me tonight on that webinar, click that button below, and uh, we'll go live here Uh in less than a couple hours. That'll be fun. So a couple of, let's do with some comments and some questions. Oh, before I, before I do comments and questions, if you're in the DC area and you want to join Bishop Strickland, you can do so. There's already a uh, event planned on Wednesday. That's this Wednesday, two days from now, Wednesday, November 15th at noon at the Marriott waterfront at 700. Can't really read that. Alisana Street, Baltimore, Maryland. Just Google, put in your Google Maps, the Marriott Waterfront Hotel. That's where the bishops meet. You can join Bishop Strickland 
pray the rosary, shake his hand, ask for a blessing, uh, a good and wholesome thing. Highly recommend it. All right, into your comments, into your questions. By the way, if you're liking this and you like Bishop Strickland, go ahead and hit that like button. There's 1,400 of you live right now. There's only 395 likes. That's not even half of you. Come on, hit those likes. Let's get it going. All right, comments, questions. Let's hear from you. Lake Grandma says, we love our Bishop Strickland. Please pray for him. If you're from Tyler, by the way, I'd love to hear from some Tyler Catholics. What do you think about Bishop Strickland? There was one priest named Father Kelly who was coming after Bishop Strickland. Um, and uh, he's the kind of priest that brings his dogs into, into the church. I'm not a fan of that. Let the dogs be outside. All right, here we go. Valerie says, I know right where that is, but I can't leave New York at this time. We'll just pray. You know, not everybody can get to Baltimore. I'm not going to be able to get to Baltimore this Wednesday. Um, pray for him. We're spiritually united in the Holy Spirit. Uh, do you think the sacking of Bishop Strickland was just? Was it right? Was it good? Are there other bishops who should be investigated more than Strickland? Let's talk about Jimmy Martin. You know, he's in good standing. You know, there you go. Really enjoying your show. Thank you. Uh, what a witness that would be for the bishops and for us. I agree. Pray the rosary with Bishop Strickland. And if you can't make it to Baltimore uh, at noon on Wednesday, wherever in the world, just uh, get on your knees. Pull out the beads, the battering ram of the New Testament. Buddy Carr, will other bishops defend Bishop Strickland? This is what I have been ringing the bell on all week. Where are the other bishops right now who support or who are friends of Bishop Strickland? Is Bishop Strickland the only one? Where are the conservative bishops Unless I'm mistaken, I have seen none since this has happened come out in support of Bishop Strickland. I have seen Bishop Schneider, Athanasius Schneider. I have seen Archbishop Vigano. I have seen Cardinal Mueller in support of Bishop Strickland. But in America, unless I'm wrong, I would love to be wrong. Please tell me, who are the bishops out there who are supporting Bishop Strickland? Name the names. I want to know. Joanna says, all faithful bishops across the world should step down to show their support for no Strickland. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> all of a sudden, you'd have every faithful, good bishop step down, and Francis would say, I accept your resignation. I accept your resignation. I accept. And boy, they drain the bathtub pretty quick on that one. But I get the point. I get the point. I'm just not so sure tactically it's the right way to go. Father James Parker, Cardinal Mueller, points out the injustices with this action. Yeah, so in in canon law, now the, the Pope is above canon law, but canon law, you have to uh, uh, cite the crime of Bishop Strickland. There's no crime that's been cited here. So it's really, you know, it's kind of like Caiaphas and Anna. 
no real crime. They got to find a crime, but they can't find a crime. Take them before Pilate. Dr. Marshall, please do a live rosary at noon on the 15th. That's a great idea. And I will try, I'll actually be in Tyler on Wednesday, even though Bishop Strickland won't be there. But maybe, maybe I can do that live. Let me see. Let me see what my schedule looks like. And maybe we can do a live rosary in solidarity with Bishop Strickland. I think that would be awesome. Uh, Purple here says, I love your channel and I love Jesus. Well, blessed be God. Blessed be God. What did Bishop Strickland do that was so egregious? I really think it was the tweet in which uh, Bishop Strickland talked about Pope Francis undermining uh, the deposit of faith. I think that was the zinger. There's a lot of other things out there that have to do with, you know, pharmaceutical injections and conscience and the synod on synodality and all these other things. But I, I really think that pricked. Pope Francis, Bergoglio, and I think he said, you know what? That's it. That's it. And that's the message to all the bishops in the U.S. and throughout the world. If you do what Bishop Strickland did, you too will find yourself outside the club. Shut up or else is what they're saying. Yes. He is still a bishop, so stop confusing. I've already said on this show he is still a bishop. I'm sorry that you weren't here to hear that. You're, he's ontologically a bishop forever. Once a bishop, always a bishop. He was removed from his diocese. He no longer has a diocese. That's why I said he should have his name tag. His Excellency Joseph Strickland, Bishop of blank. He's still a bishop, of course. Some people can be really testy in the comments and in the questions. Most of you are really good. <clears throat> the Pope spleeners keep mentioning about the letter read at the Rome Life Forum. Yes, some people, I've already seen it on Twitter, say that Taylor Marshall, me, wrote the letter and that the letter Strickland was reading, letter from a friend, was from Taylor Marshall. That is absolutely false. I did not write that letter. I haven't even read that letter. I've heard about the letter, but I haven't even read it nevertheless wrote it. So if you're hearing certain bloggers, YouTubers, Twitter people saying that, they're just liars. They're just liars. They're repeating the thoughts of the devil. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Bishop Strickland read a letter from a friend expressing their concern about what's going on with the Synod of Synodality. That should not condemn a man. I'm sorry. Think about all the crazy whack interviews that Bishop that Pope Francis has done over the years since 2013. Some crazy stuff. And these Pope Splainers let all of that float under the bridge like a bunch of floating Pachamamas. And then Strickland reads one letter from someone and he's he's condemned. If that if that is his condemnation, he read a letter at the Roman Life Forms. I mean, come on. These Pope Splainers are totally out of control. What is a Pope Splainer? Pope Splainer is someone who comes along. Um, they're on sometimes Catholic radio or on YouTube channels or wherever. And all they do is spend all their time 
defending everything Pope Francis does. Yeah, but in the Spanish, it could mean this. A Pachamama is really the Virgin Mary. It's not an Aztec goddess. This is what the Pope's planners do. Actually, if you read the footnote in the Morris and you do this and you do it backwards, it could actually be orthodox. This is the Pope's planners. And... They're really going at it this week, but everyone's just dunking on the Pope's planners because everyone is tired of the Pope's planners. I used to be a Pope's planner. Up until about 2016, I was like, well, this thing that Francis said on an airplane is a little tough, but let's try to make it fit with traditional Orthodox Catholicism. And finally, you just get to the point where it doesn't work and you can't do it anymore. And I'm amazed that there's still guys dogpiling on the Pope's planner campaign. Scott Newman says, there is no such thing as a Pope's planner. I would encourage you to look around. There are many, many Pope's planers. Joe says, maybe now Bishop Strickland can go on a tour of all the parishes in the country calling people to the TLM. Wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be very interesting? Back into your comments, your questions. Then there's this. Here's somebody, Protestantism. So we got the Pope's planers that will defend Pope Francis no matter what. And then you got the people saying that this is Protestantism. Bishop Strickland is a Protestant. He's a crypto-Protestant. Deep down in his heart, he likes Martin Luther. Which, by the way, why did Pope Francis make a stamp of Martin Luther and put a statue of Martin Luther in the Vatican? But anyway, the deep down, he believes in justification by faith alone and Scripture alone, and he thinks the Pope, the papacy is the Antichrist. These are all the tenets of Protestantism. This is a very weak argument. I know Bishop Strickland personally. He prays the rosary. He celebrates the holy sacrifice of the mass. He hears confessions. He baptizes babies. He prays for the souls in purgatory. He believes in the papacy. He looks straight into my eyes and said, I'm not a set of a contest. How is he a Protestant? This is just y'all, Pope-splainers, trying to score points with lies. The man is not a Protestant. I'm not a Protestant. Saying that you shouldn't bless LGBT people or that a godfather can't wear a miniskirt and heels to a baptism is not Protestantism. It's Catholicism. Straight-up Catholicism. Here's another thing about these Pope-splainers. I've noticed that the Pope's planners have one or more attributes, clusters, personality traits. And uh, I shared those on Twitter today. I'm just going to pull up the tweet because it reveals a lot. Here's what I've noticed about people who are Pope Francis is the best Pope or Pope Francis no matter what or Pope Francis is always right. Or if you just listened, you would understand Pope Francis. Number one. These people I've noticed that I've met in real life are often in irregular marriages or have a history of irregular marriages, and they have doubts about the so-called ideal 
of traditional matrimony. They'll say, oh yeah, marriage is a sacrament, one man, one woman, that's the ideal, but down here on earth in the dusty areas, you know, things are a little sloppy and messy. That's not Catholic. I agree, it is a little complicated and sinful down here, but that doesn't mean you get to fudge the doctrine of holy matrimony, especially after 2,000 years. Another attribute is that I've met people in real life who are Pope Francis no matter what. They are people with same-sex attractions or have children who are struggling with same-sex attraction. Now, that in itself is not sinful. But when you take that as your identity and you go to pride masses and pride parades and you wear the pride gear and you don't want to restrict sexual activity to holy matrimony between a man and a woman, that's wrong too. But they see that there's some wiggle room in the synod of synodality on this, and so they're rah, rah, rah. Pope Francis. Third, the people who are all pro-Pope Francis all the time often have ministries, apostolates, or educational institutions that are financially dependent on local bishops, usually liberal local bishops. So in order not to lose funding, not to lose their place or their status, they will promote the synod of synodality in Pope Francis no matter what. They'll even say the Pachamama is the Virgin Mary. They'll even say that. You know, the Pachamama with the, I mean, fourth trait I've seen, syncretism. This is where you take Catholicism and you mix it with another religion. Santa Muerte, Aztec religion, Mayan religion, uh, Nordic religion, African. Yes, you can enculturate Catholicism. That's happened in every single culture over 2,000 years. There's, there is a Slavic expression of Catholicism. There is a Iberian expression of Catholicism. There's a North African expression of Catholicism. Yes. But when you synchronize the two, where you have goddesses and gods, there's even that one uh, archbishop in India, who's there's photos of him bowing down to Ganesh, the elephant god in India. That's syncretism. That's sinful. But the Amazon Synod, Synod on Synodality, is giving them wiggle room. And so it's Pope Francis no matter what. Five, people who are beholden financially to climate change and pharmaceutical corporations. And then number six, People who deny damnation altogether, that there is no hell, there is no damnation, or they hold the Balthazarian, dare we hope that all men are saved, or nearly every single person is saved. We're going for the 98% people being saved. So they really don't think that there's mortal sin, that you need to go to confession, that you need redemption, that you need baptism and sacraments. It's more of a Pelagian, kind of just be a good person, help somebody with their groceries, and you'll go to heaven. That's their gospel. What did I miss there? What did I miss? How about we just go back to that old time religion of the Catholic Church, the Church Fathers, all the popes, which is the wages of sin is death. The only redemption from sin and death is Jesus Christ, who died a perfect death as high priest on the cross in propitiation for the sins of the entire world. He descended to the dead. He announced that salvation to all the Old Testament faithful. He rose on the third day for our justification. 
He sent the Holy Ghost, third person, the Trinity, to vivify a church that is visible and organic and extends from time, from the life of Christ until the end of the world, even under the Antichrist. And that to be saved and to facilitate grace in our lives, he instituted seven sacraments. He gave us an infallible, inerrant Bible and also preserves a stream of organic tradition, which extends from his mouth into the ears of the apostles and from the mouths of the apostles down 2,000 years and is protected by the charism of the papacy. Why can't we just talk about that all the time? Because that's real Catholicism. And the source and the summit and the most real basis of union, this side of heaven is the holy sacrifice of the Mass, where the second person of the Trinity, who assumed a human nature, transubstantiates bread and wine into his own body and blood. And we want every human on earth to experience the gift of the Eucharist. Can we just have that? What I said is not complicated. What I said is Catechism 101. It is Baltimore Catechism. Every Catholic should roll that off in one minute. And yet, when was the last time you heard a bishop or cardinal or local monsignor or deacon say that? Many of us have because we're in very solid parishes. But for a lot of people, they'll say, wow, that basic all-or-nothing Catholicism, I haven't heard that. What I hear is this sort of slushy, kumbaya, mainline Protestant religiosity. And that doesn't save anybody. Pray for Bishop Strickland this Wednesday noon. Let's join him in prayer. Maybe I can do a, a live rosary. We'll see what happens. I am going to be in Tyler on Wednesday. So I don't know, maybe I can, maybe in the car, I can do that or something. Uh, pray the rosary. Um, let's pray for Bishop Strickland. I think you should just go into the, into the Bishop's conference and just be like, what's up? Excellencies, how's everybody doing? How's your diocese doing? Cool, good to see you. Let's have some pancakes in the morning. All right, bye. All right, we're going to pray a Hail Mary. Before I do, a reminder, uh, I am doing a webinar in about an hour. It's live. If you want to register and join, it's totally free. There's a link below. Click on it, sign up for the, the webinar. Tonight's topic is Catholic end times. I'm going to give you 10 characteristics of the Antichrist. I'm going to give you a 10-point outline of the book of Revelation and the Apocalypse. I'm going to talk about the Eucharist, Mary, and St. Michael in the book of Revelation. It's going to be a power-packed, awesome Catholic webinar, intimate with Q&A at the end, and I want you to be there. There are still some places available. So below this YouTube video, click on it, webinar link. And join us tonight. Are right, we going to pray Hail Mary for Bishop Strickland? Oremus nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ator mortis nostre. Amen. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, remember our Lord Jesus Christ says you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Godspeed. See you on the webinar.